0: Hi guys, good morning, welcome to episode number 33, 33 is the magic number, mm. shout out to no agenda, mm. of the audio podcast, as always, you with the auto bros, Jason and Alex on the channel, how are you this week, my brother?
1: I'm sore, I slept funny. You slept funny? Um, yeah, I'm sore, I'm sore, and because, because I get a solid 10 hours too, if I sleep funny, it really hurts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough, I actually had a really good sleep last night, um, so name dog... Uh, he has been going through a bit of a rough patch lately because he's teething again. So obviously he's got more teeth coming through, but it looks like he's got some of the ones coming through at the back Mm -hmm. and the ones at the back are more painful because obviously they're bigger. Mm -hmm. So he's been a bit ordinary, but last night he was really, really good. Um, but speaking of Nate, so we've been speaking about measurements a lot lately. Yep. So I was finally... Some
1: measurements are bigger than others. Yep. Some are smaller
0: correct that's how measurements work mm. some are large some are small
1: mm. um some of them are large in the right areas and some like, of them
0: like bone density
1: and some of them are in the wrong areas <laughs>
0: i'll see you next game bro anyway um yeah, but not scared. So, so am i scared no i'm not scared <laughs> Ah, right um so speaking of uh Measurements. So obviously they with, with kids they do measurements as you go. Shut up, computer. Um, and so he's now just under fourteen months. So he's normally supposed to get um, his twelve month like vaccinations and measurements mm-hmm. at twelve months, but because he'd been sick a few times, um, we delayed them until he was better before we got his vaccinations. So we're not not anti-vaxxers. Um, not this particular vaccine. Run, I wish it. you
1: didn't even say that word. That, that is obviously going to get us, like, a shadow banned. Dude, thing. we're not big enough
0: to get shadow banned <laughs> on YouTube. YouTube know. doesn't care. So, and it's the same people that watch every week anyway. So yeah, I know, because about. we're
1: not getting pushed to anyone else.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. Well, well, let's blame well, that well, on. Well, on well, our, our I, I will say, it.
1: though, I do a very conscious effort not to try and say the trigger words, and then you just go, yeah. da, 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 da,
0: da. Yeah, There's there's videos that show up on my feed that even have anti-vaxxer in the title every single day. Like, I don't think that that's a trigger word because anti-vaxxer, if it, like, if you're going liberal, uh, sorry, leftist media, YouTube would push videos that are anti-anti-vaxxer. So, I don't think there's a problem.
2: Okay.
0: Anyway, so Nate got his vaccinations and also got his measurements done. And, um, they've got, uh, they give you a little red book right at the beginning when you leave the hospital when they're first born, which you can log everything in. Um... But they, go, they do three main measurements. So first is head circumference. Mm-hmm. So his head circumference was 48.5 centimetres, mm-hmm. which is in the 92nd percentile. Mm-hmm. Uh, his height, 82.5 centimetres, which is bang on the 97th percentile. Mm-hmm. And his weight was 11 kilos, which is about the 70th percentile. Mm-hmm. So in other words, he's going to be tall, he's going to be lean. Right. So, very happy with those measurements so yeah. far. Uh, very good basketballer's build.
1: Do you have to get, say, so in terms of that 70% off for um, mass, do you have to bulk him a little bit?
0: No. Okay. Like, you only, I think if you're getting down below, like, 30 to 20 percentile, because uh, the thing is, it's not, it's, those measurements are just singular. They're not based on each other. So it's not like a body mass index thing, for example, where based on his height, he's a certain weight. It's just based on kids of that age. Oh, I see, so I see. you could have a smaller child who might be, you know, only eight kilos, which is a significant difference, but, um, they'll be in the lower percentile, but they could be short too. So it's not like you have to actually bulk them up or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, but, yeah, it just shows that he's going to be tall, really, which makes sense. I'm relatively tall and Amanda's relatively Amanda's tall. tall yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's probably going to be a big kid.
1: Good golf swing.
0: He could have a good golf swing. Power. Yeah. yeah. Takes after his daddy with his drive length.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Not I'll, his uncle. I'll, I'll teach him his short game then. Yeah, you should. The ones that count.
0: Or we should get our old man to teach him the short game. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. our old man's short game is, uh, is pretty good. Yeah. Which reminds me, we've got to, oh, we've got to set up golf again.
1: Yeah, I was only just talking about that yesterday. Yeah, and I also what So inspired, shout out to
0: Rob, we'll, we'll play golf again soon.
1: What inspired me was um, watching Leslie Nielsen's Oh uh, yeah uh, what is it the golfing name? instructional video? Yeah, it's we don't we don't play what was it? We don't play bad golf. Oh, I can't remember what it was, but we'll put a we'll put a link to it. It is freaking hilarious. Yeah, it's from like the nineteen nineties or something, and he does this instructional video about how to play golf. Yeah, and it is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Yeah, it's It's, so it's forty five minutes, like it's a full thing. It's, yeah, it's long, but yeah. it's it's brilliant. I posted up on my Facebook the other day. I don't know if you saw it, which was like um, sportsmanship uh, is is as important to golf as penmanship is to stock car racing. <laughs> I agree with that too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what we'll do say? Why um, if you if you look at your hands on your backswing you are only find out two things. One, is that you're holding the club, and two, what hand your glove is on. <laughs> it's genius. Oh yeah. It is genius. He
0: he is he's one of the goats as far as comedy goes.
1: He's famous for saying not funny things in a not funny way that somehow makes it funny.
0: It's just the complete deadpanning of it, like because yeah. it's not fun things a lot of times. It's just dumb things. Um, but didn't he get like pulled? Like, wasn't he just working on set or something? Wasn't actually an actor when he got his first gig? No, I believe
1: he was an actor in like a but as a dra- in a drama series. He was a cop right. in a drama series. Yeah. Okay. And uh, as his first gig, and then. Yeah, yeah. I think I think someone got him to say something funny, and he's really good at it. Was it, is
0: it aeroplane? Yeah, aeroplane. was it airplane? Yeah, airplane.
1: First one. That was the first big movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think airplane would have been. Yeah, that's that's hilarious. Mm. Anyway, go go back on it. Yeah, and Leslie,
0: let's not... go go deep dive into Leslie Nielsen. He, <coughs> he is one of the uh, one of the goats of uh, comedy movies.
1: Speaking of content, I started watching the um, Snyder Cut of Mm. uh what's it called justice league justice league it sucks it sucks so i don't know the full story about this and, and, and someone might be able to correct us but what i believe happened was was he supposed to make the original one and something happened halfway through and he couldn't finish it so they had to get someone else to finish it
0: got no idea It was probably halfway through he realised that the original one was dog shit, so he didn't want to put his name on it.
1: (laughs) Well, then the fans said, no, we want to see your version of it. And they pushed so hard that they allowed him to create this uh, cider cut. So that's pretty cool. Like, the fans can... So how did
0: they do it? Did did he just recut the old footage together?
1: Yeah, and added some scenes and...
0: Right. It sucks. (laughs) Like, I'm just imagining... Because I've been watching so much Carl and stuff lately. I'm just imagining like the added... Like surely you're not... You're not pulling out all the big stars paying them the big money to get them just to film a couple of scenes here and there. So I'm just imagining oh. him,
1: him cutting in parts of him playing other characters with the face swap Well stuff. no, don't forget that like in, in a movie there's probably 20 times the amount of footage that's filmed that's not yeah, used. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So he... It's four hours long so he got the right. opportunity to delve in a little bit deeper Yeah. Um, some of the storylines, like the cyborg Have you seen Justice
0: League? Um, I think so. But again, it, it, I'm pretty sure I've seen it, but it just seems so yeah, uh, it memorable sucks. to me because yeah. it was terrible. And which, then... which is such a shame because they've got great characters. like They're great characters with great backstories. Like They should be able to make those movies as good as the Marvel films, but they
1: just missed. Well, I think the problem is that Marvel is just so good. They've just really redefined what a good movie is. Yeah, they've they set be.
0: the bar really high.
1: But... Snyder tries to be like real artistic. Mm. So he does these scenes and he has these like really bad like this really bad music or there'll be a scene like Aquaman jumps in the water and just four ladies out of the blue is like oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> For like six minutes and, and like like Yeah, I, so what so what you're
0: saying is like if, if Aquaman's jumped in as so is it underwater while this thing was going on?
1: No no they're on top of the water. He oh, so they're actually
0: and... there. So it's not just music in the background.
1: They're singing it. <laughs> <laughs> the townspeople, these four ladies, are singing it. Right. And then the one of the ladies picks up his, his jumper that he'd just taken off. So remember when... There was a scene when he, he, rescues, he rescues a sinking boat, right? right? And he slams the guy on the table, goes, give, give me a whiskey, His shout, drinks a whiskey. And as he leaves, he takes his jumper off and... And jumps into the water. Well, then these these things are singing, and one of them picks the jacket up, which is fine. Don't show the sniff scene. <laughs> they showed it. They showed it. So she she goes like, sniffs this, sniffs Aquaman's jumper. You just
0: smell like fish. Surely.
1: Yeah, you'd think so. Yeah. You'd think so. Or just wet dog.
0: It it, it smelled like someone left tuna in the pocket. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So yeah, the artistic part, That's and then like part. whenever they get to Themyscira, whenever they're talking about like Wonder Woman or her world, mm. that music's like yeah. and it's it's like okay, it's the same chicks, Just yeah, get me it, in the background. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it it sucks, like it, yeah, it it um, now they changed some of the visual effects on it to okay. ramp it up, but more explosions. The, they literally just went over-bling. Like, they, yeah. there's the, the enemy... And I can't even remember what the enemy's name is, but I didn't think he was a bad-looking character in the in the original. And then they just covered him in, like, chrome needles that, that kind of move. And I'm like, okay, so you literally just tried the blingiest thing you could possibly do right. to make the vi- visually appealing. Acupuncture man. It was like that. It was like that. <laughs> so... I didn't make it the whole way through. I'm, like, two and a half hours in. Yeah. Um, it Are sucks. Are you
0: going to continue? I'll finish, because so, I'm
1: committed to it. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. committed to it. I don't I don't quit. I don't quit. So...
0: It's just one of those things where I just go, like... So, sure. So, there's, like... Like you said. Like, you're filming a movie. There's always going to be hours of unused mm. footage. That footage is unused for a reason, typically. So, you got to think, Justice League
1: already wasn't a good movie. So, but that's the stuff that kept him. <laughs> yeah, but I get, I get why they, they went that way. They thought, okay, so it sucked because of this. I'm sure Snyder was on the, to begin with, and it changed. I think that's the story.
2: Right.
1: So, people saying that it sucked will blame that as the, as the thing, because usually a director would try and see it, see the whole project yeah. through, and it just wasn't the case. Well, I can tell you <laughs> that Zack didn't help it. Mm. he didn't help it at all
0: and the thing is though like if you were if you were a real director who was trying to put his stamp on something you wouldn't you just re-film
1: it and, and no, do it differently but you can't in 2020 you can't it, everything stopped it's it was oh, practically yeah. impossible
0: so oh, so what you're saying is what what it really is is a cheap cash grab for trying to get people back in to spend money no, it was, when they had nothing else.
1: It was fan pushed, So yeah, the fans yeah. wanted it. And right. I'm happy that the fans got it. And the, I likened it to, because fans have never really had a say before, no one really cared what the fans had said. Mm. They're quite happy to take the fans' money, but never really push it in the direction that the fans want to go. So I'm happy that this thing happened. Mm. And there was a very local version of this where uh, any V8 supercar fans out there, there was a commentator that just didn't get his contract renewed for this year. Right. And the fans pushed so hard mm. that they reinstated him.
0: That's really good. Yeah,
1: and, and, and it just goes to show the, like, the power of the people. It's like the Wall Street bets of... Mm. Like, we need to understand how valuable our voices are as a collective. Yeah. And, and we, can get, we can lobby for it's some stuff. That's one of the stars. reasons why I like watching the UFC. Like In the
0: UFC, there's, the there's a lot of fighters who... Um, you know, they, they don't have great records... But they're super exciting every single time they yeah. fight. Those guys never get cut because the fans show up to watch those. Like like Cowboy Serrano is a really good example. Yeah. He's he's older now, so he's on the back end of his career. He's he's lost a couple of fights um, recently. He's nowhere near title, title contention. He's the sort of guy that normally the UFC would go, you've been paid too much money because you've been around for too long. And you're not going to win a title, so you cut. He'll never get cut. He'll be able to leave whenever he wants to because yeah. fans will tune in to watch him every single time he fights. What happened to Izzy? Um, did you watch it? Yeah, I did. So, so the question is, what happened to um, Israel Adesanya when he went up to face Jan Blachowicz uh, for the light heavyweight title? It was it was a really it was a good fight. Uh, it, he lost by decision. So, so the things that um, a couple people will know sorry everyone needs to understand going up a weight class to challenge the champion is really difficult to do typically Mm. but it gets more difficult the higher up the weight classes go because the gaps between the weight classes get bigger the heavier the guys get so um he was going up so he was the 185 pound champion and still is he doesn't lose that just because he lost the fight right and he goes went up to 205 pound um to face their champion. you could fight in that um, I'd have to cut weight to get into the two oh five. Like realistically if I if I trained hard and I was going to fight, I would be fighting in the middleweight division, which is one eighty five. So that's like ninety ish kilos, roughly.
1: You're never getting there. I could do. Oh yeah. You if if I
0: was trying to train for a fight yeah, camp, I would yeah. be training hard to get down because I don't want to face the yeah. monster. Reduce bone
1: density is the easiest way.
0: Yeah, well give me some tips on how to lose yeah. my bone density. Mate. Um But the thing is, when it comes to fighting, there's a reason why there's weight divisions. Weight matters. Mm. Weight makes a big difference. Um, And the thing is that just because you weighed in at a certain weight on weigh-in day does not mean that's what you end up weighing in a fight. So um, Israel actually weighed in as the lightest ever title challenger in light heavyweight history, um, where he was like 201 pounds or something like that. And look, even that's that's all like probably his walking around around weight. Mm. That's probably roughly what he walks around at. So, Jan Blachowicz, on the other hand, is a genuine light heavyweight, has been his whole career. So, he weighed in at the 205 limit, but on fight night, he was probably going to be 220 pounds. Yeah. So, you're talking 15 to 20 pound difference on the day. And the thing was, it played out how you would typically expect that sort of fight to play out. So, what happened was... Izzy, I would say, took the first round, just scoring, scoring more shots than Blahovic did. Mm-hmm. It was mainly a stand-up fight for the first three rounds. I reckon Izzy got the first, Jan got the second because he was starting to actually make some contact as well. And again, you could see, you could see, it wasn't a drastic power difference, but there was a difference. You could tell. Yeah. You could tell. Um, and I don't know if it was just Izzy trying to be more elusive in that he was probably moving away from a lot of the shots when they landed, so they looked like they were more pronounced sure. when they did. Um, third round, Izzy won, for sure. That, that was probably the most definitive. So who won second? So, Jan won the second. Okay. So, it's, so, then you go on a championship round, it's a five-round fight, mm-hmm. and in round four, Jan did the smart thing, which was um, timed him and took him down. Yep. And Jan is a better grappler I would say than Izzy is but again he's a bigger guy too so he took him down didn't do a whole lot of damage but basically rode top position and did enough damage to ride out probably two and a half minutes of the round so Jan wins that one now the fifth round was really really interesting because in my scoreboard it was two two and two coming into the fifth round so the fifth round was what was going to take it and at the beginning of it Izzy was touching him up he was doing really really well and then you could see Izzy sort of getting into a bit of a flow state where I think Jan was really smart and look, they were both tired, obviously. Yep. But I think Jan looked more tired than he actually was. Izzy relaxed for a split second and bang Jan shoots for another takedown. Right. Takes him down and just and like pretty much rides him and ground and pounds him until the end of the end of the belt. Right. And the thing was like Izzy Izzy is a striker. But, you know, these guys train everything, right? But you could just see the weight difference is most pronounced on the ground because if you've got a guy on top of you who's 20 pounds heavier, it's really difficult yeah. to get out. And he just couldn't get out.
1: And Izzy was what? never going to knock this guy out either, was he? No, he could have.
0: Okay. He, he's got that power too. So Even of, at that weight? Yeah, a lot of people don't know Izzy when he was doing his kickboxing career because beforehand he was like 95 and 1 in kickboxing. Right. Right? That's he, a lot of fights. That's a lot of fights. <laughs> and that's the... the so he... He's only like, I think, I think he was 20, 20 and 0 in his MMA career coming into this fight, and now he's 20 and 1. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people go, oh, he's only had 20 fights, that's not really that many. Well, he's had like 96 kickboxing fights, and I think 10 boxing fights as right. well. So he's got heaps of combat experience. Um, but even in his kickboxing career, he went up and fought heavyweights in yeah. kickboxing and knocked them out. So, and his whole thing, it, it's, like, it's like when Conor McGregor was at his best, it's not power; it's precision. Yeah. So it's hitting people on the right spots at the right time. At the right time. Um, and it's things like um, again, a lot of people don't understand like the physics of fighting. So if you if you can like fake someone so that they come in towards you and then hit them, you're actually doubling the impact. It's like sure. a head-on collision in a car accident. Yep. Whereas if you've got if you've got two cars, uh, sort of one driving behind the other one and the one behind you just speeds up a little bit and hits them, it's a completely different level yep. of damage than if those cars are driving towards each other. Yep, makes right? sense. So, though the greatest strikers, the guys who can knock everyone out, are usually the guys who can get the timing down, and they can fool you into taking a step right. in towards them, and then just time it.
1: Did I hear something that John Jones is somehow going to... Could, could John Jones and Easy Fight one day... They they don't like each
0: other and it's been talked about a lot and that's kind of the shame about Izzy losing this fight is I think if Izzy won this one his next fight is he probably would have gone up to heavyweight yeah. to to fight John Jones and John, John Jones
1: will destroy him. Uh,
0: based off the look, it's it's tricky, right? I'm still interested in watching that fight because the thing is, John Jones is a way better wrestler mm. than uh, what even blockovich is. Yeah, and John. Is, so he has chosen to go up to heavyweight so he has just been uh, putting on as much muscle mass as he can over the last I think 12 months Right, it's been since he fought last now there's a couple of things that still make this fight interesting if John wants to just close the distance take Izzy down and pound him out he could do that I don't know if he would, though.
1: Oh, he would. Ego-wise, he will want to show him. He, he will want to, to
0: strike with Izzy and show that he's the better striker. Because people
1: are calling Izzy the new Jones, right? Like, Whoa. he's kind of coined as, as, like, the young blood.
0: He's the first style member But, yeah, he's the, he is the next big
1: thing. Um, but John Jones just doesn't, he just doesn't lose like that.
0: Well, but in saying that though, like he's had some really lackluster fights mm-hmm. of recent times. So, for example, he one of his last fights at light heavyweight was against a guy called Dominic Reyes, and Dominic Reyes is um, a fairly athletic guy. He's an ex like um, NFL player, mm-hmm. but very athletically gifted. Um, and that went all five rounds. And to be honest, at the end of it, I thought Reyes had done enough to win. Uh, but John Jones scored it by, I think it was by split decision, but I can't can't remember. It might have been unanimous, but I thought, a lot of people thought that Reyes may have won that fight. Right. And that, Reyes is another guy who, if John wanted to take him down and pound him out, he could have done so. Yeah. But for some reason he didn't. Now, whether that's ego and he just wants to touch him up on the feet, maybe. Um, Or maybe John's, got some sort of injury, which doesn't Uh, allow him to wrestle as well as he typically would. Because the guy's a phenomenal wrestler, and his ground and pounds off the chain. So, again, I don't know why it is that John hasn't been going back to his wrestling as much of late, but what's what's interesting is that you often see this with guys like um, Jose Aldo, one of the featherweight gods, uh, is a great example where his most brutal technique was leg kicks the most brutal leg kicks the guy could have been a professional soccer player like he has the best leg kicks in the game absolutely destroyed the legs of so many opponents mm-hmm. and then for his last like three four five fights he just stopped throwing them. so his most powerful weapon he had he just stopped using turns out he's got a hip issue has to get hip surgery right so can't throw them anymore. yeah okay but so obviously could be something there yeah so they don't publicize this stuff because obviously then everyone knows that there's a weakness sure. and they'll exploit it um, but you see this stuff a lot, and I, I wonder if maybe that's why John's not, not doing his wrestling as much because he's actually got some sort of a, you know, whether it's a muscle issue or a mechanical issue because, you know, these guys put themselves through wars.
1: Is John also trying to go to any p- potential... Um, like, is he, has, is, is he having a look at the competitors out there and realising that if he goes that heavyweight, that that suits him better, so someone's gonna to have to fight up to him.
0: No, so I think the reason why John's moving up is because he's, he's apart from Jan Blahovic, who they've never fought each other, he's basically cleaned out the whole light heavyweight division. Right. Um, now, interesting, look, people talk about a thing called MMA math all the time, which doesn't necessarily work, but what a lot of people go is they go, you know, fighter A, you got fighter A, B, and C, and fighter A beats fighter B. And fighter B beats beats fighter C, therefore fighter A is better than fighter sure. C, right? And that doesn't necessarily work. But one of the common opponents that both John Jones and Jan Blachowicz have recently is Dominic Reyes. Mm-hmm. So he's the last before the easy fight. Um, he was the last guy that Jan beat, and Jan knocked him out in the second round and knocked him the fuck out too. Like he was a big shot. Really? Yeah. Whereas John, five round decision win. Yeah. So that's the other thing too, is that John on the feet doesn't have the power that the other guys have. He doesn't really knock people out. He knocked out Daniel Cormier, but it was with a head kick. Yeah, And it's because, and it was interesting because even before that fight, he had said that um, Cormier has a tendency to um, drop to his left. Like just when, when maybe there's a feint or something thrown, DC will often just drop down to his left and he John Jones said I'm going to knock you out a head kick because I know that you dropped down to the left and this is before the fight Daniel <laughs> Cormier was like no no that's not going to happen well guess what it happened like he dropped to the left and he head kicked him in the face um, Izzy's not going to fall for that like Izzy's not going to get head kicked by John Jones yeah he's too good a kickboxer for that sure. to happen so what's interesting about that fight is there is a clear path to victory for John which is just take him down hold him down ground and pound him out Yeah. it's a clear path But I don't know whether or not he does it because the thing is he's had that clear path on his last X amount of fights, but he's chosen to stand stand on his feet. There's a guy, um, Tiago Santos, who's like a Muay Thai beast that John fought at heavyweight. uh, Like heavyweight, sorry. Again, went to a five-round decision. At no point did John Jones take this dude down and and pound him out.
1: I feel like he he (laughs) needs to just do that in the first round and finish it and really assert his dominance again. Look, if
0: it, if it was me, that's what I'd be doing. Yeah. But the thing is that Jon Jones is going up to heavyweight now to try to challenge for the heavyweight title, to try to be one of the um, another double champ in in the UFC. Now, I think that's also because him and Daniel Cormier hate each other. Cormier's done that, mm. so now Jon wants to take that I guess bit of legacy away from DC as well. Yeah. Um, but there's a really interesting heavyweight title fight coming up. I think it's next weekend, maybe which is Stipe Miacic versus Francis Ngannou 2. Okay. So, Stipe is, at really, at the moment, he's the heavyweight, he's the GOAT. Like, forget everyone else, because he has fought for and held the heavyweight title in the UFC longer than any other heavyweight has, and he's knocked out a who's who of of people in the heavyweight division. So, he's, he's the best. And Francis Ngannou is the scariest person on the planet. Yeah, yeah. He is just a giant human being with that much power. But the thing is, he doesn't have the same skill level in certain areas, particularly wrestling, as Stipe does. So when they fought the first time, pretty much everyone was saying that um, Ngarni was just going to knock Stipe out in the first round. I think I saw a stat the other day where... So since Stepe won their first fight, again, by decision, because he played it smart, he, um, he's a Golden Gloves boxing champion mm-hmm. too. So he was very elusive... And he took some of his shots, too. Like, he got hit. um, But would just look for his openings, take Francis down, hold him down, pound on him on the floor, and just did it over and over again for five rounds. So, uh, won a very, very technical fight. Um, I think since then, Francis has had four fights Mm -hmm. and has spent less than two and a half minutes in the cage. Wow. Because every single one, he just bull rushes people and just takes them out in the first round. Now, the problem with that is... When you then go up against the guy who that doesn't work, you have to have a plan B. And the first time around, Francis didn't have a plan B. Sure. I know he'll be far better now than yep. he was back then. But Stipe probably will be too. Yep. you know, Stipe's been training. Francis has spent more time in the cage than Stipe has. Um, but you know, I, I, I would still side with Stipe winning this one. That's
1: a crazy thing, I've, Um You've got to give these guys credit especially, like, their, their training camps, mm. is that you go in with an idea of a strategy that you're going to have, mm-hmm. but that you have no idea what the other person's strategy is. So well, you don't know if they're trying to change it up. Yeah, and
0: that's the whole thing. With certain guys, you can sort of guess. Mm. Um, but that's why, like, they, they talk about it all the time. Styles make fights. So it's one of the reasons why I find MMA so interesting because, like, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a basketball fan, for example, mm-hmm. Right. Or actually, let's go footy. Let's go footy.
1: Keep fam. talking, I'm just going to put that in there.
0: Yeah, cool. So, um, I'm a footy fan. And so, the NRL season's just kicked back off again. Everyone's totally excited about it. Me, as a Broncos supporter, I'm not. But anyway. Um, and for, like, so, last night, the Broncos faced the Titans. And the Titans were the red hot favourites. And sure enough, they won by a significant margin. The Broncos did. No, the Titans did. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, the Bron- Broncos. We're going to have another long year. We just don't have the depth in our squad to be able to keep up with a lot of the top teams anymore because it was completely mismanaged for many years by Seibold. Yeah. So, anyway, now in that in that scenario, like in the NRL, on any given night, most teams can beat most teams. Mm. Uh, but that game last night, I mean, I tipped the Broncos because I'm an idiot, but I never should have. There was pretty much a foregone conclusion when they showed up that who was going to win. Because you can't really change that much about... Like, yeah, you can have different plays and stuff like that. There's not a whole lot that you can change. You
1: you can't have a systematic change of the way that you go about the sport. That's right.
0: Whereas in MMA, you might have a guy who, let's say, is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. And he just chokes out everyone that he he faces. And then what happens is he goes up against another Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. And then everyone's expecting it to be this, like, you know... Awesome grappling match, and they're going to watch two high-level guys try to choke each other out, and it ends up being a three-round kickboxing fight. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. they know the risks of going to the ground with someone who is as sure. good as them, and also it's um, it, it's probably more embarrassing if you're the guy has been choking everyone out, and then you get choked by someone else. So it's a high-risk
1: thing for you too. That's why I think that Nate should be a golfer, because that's the most consistent. You know what the like. You know what's expected of you. It's safe. It's I don't know more money. How safe it is. There's more money. Where's Tiger? Yeah. Tiger's in the hospital, mate. Yeah, because he doesn't know how to drive. <laughs> yes. He doesn't know how to drive. It's the Thai side. Doesn't know how to drive cars.
2: <laughs>
1: but um, cool. Not having to change your like you could you could develop the perfect, the perfect like there is no perfect martial art. Because it's constantly fluid. Yeah, which I find
0: way more interesting. For sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. And you know what the the problem is too? So with golf, there will come a time, possibly in Nate's lifetime, where he'll be playing against robots. And the robot's just going to have the perfect swing. Like the Boston Dynamics guys, they're going to create a golfing robot. And because everyone's talking about inclusiveness these days, they're going to be allowed to compete. Mm. In in on the world the pro tour
1: range finder with an EMP in it. And... <laughs> that's the that's a robotic version of trash talking, someone.
0: Well, no, that's the robot version of killing uh, a golfing rival. <laughs> no, it's, it it will come I back. I think that's roundabout. <laughs> it come back. So it's knocking out a rival then.
1: Yeah, knocking out a rival. Yeah, yeah, knocking which you rival. probably get. yeah, yeah, but if no one saw it. <laughs> then, you know. So yeah, I like golf's
0: boring, man. Golf is more fun when you suck at it, because like I know with when I step up to the ball, I don't know where the ball's going to go. <laughs> <laughs> like it's way more exciting. It, it is a. Lucky is it going to go straight? Is it going to go on the water? I don't know. It's it's exciting, right?
1: But surely you don't want your son. Surely you don't want to do something. With everything that we know... Like, the way I, I see I see fighters mm-hmm. are people that have grown up because... And they, they, they got tough and they had to fight because they had to. Because mm-hmm. the circumstances in their lives made them go that way. Mm-hmm. It, I don't think it should be the ideal choice to no, go a, I don't want him to be a fighter
0: mm. at all. But I want him to train. Oh, I yeah. I want him yeah, to be yeah, able that, to know yeah, what... F- what he's doing for, sure, for and, sure and the biggest thing too is that so you're, you're right like in, there are some stories where it's some guys only way out right uh, it's, the, it's very
1: rarely oh i come from a family uh i gave up a job uh at a tech company uh, as a programmer i oh, yeah. decided well, that you're well, going to be a kickboxer well for
0: a start like the reason why you never hear that story is because you need to start training from a very early age like yeah. you can't if you're at the if you're at a point in your life where you can have a good tech job. Charlie put down his
1: violin at six years old and realized yeah. that he was destined to be an MMA fighter.
0: No, well it happens. George Saint Pierre's a really good example. George yeah, Saint Pierre got into martial arts because he was bullied as a kid. So he wasn't like a tough guy. He he didn't come from like he they weren't super well off, but you know, he was just a came from a middle class family, but he got bullied at school. So he went into martial arts and excelled at it. And then, when he obviously realised how good he was, it, he pursued that as a career pathway.
1: So I think he, like he's he's a brilliant like um, uh, he's a brilliant fighter. I wish he could put that same amount of effort into learning the English language.
0: Well, he can speak French. He he can speak enough to communicate.
1: Barely. He sounds funny in the in cat. He was in Captain America or the Captain Americas. Yeah. And like <laughs> I re- and like I imagine what his dialogue sheet looked like. It was a blank page.
0: (laughs) Well, in fairness, they they should have gotten him to do his lines in French.
1: I think he did. I think they said he was a French (laughs) mute (laughs) terrorist.
0: This is always the thing that gets me about those movies, too, is it's like, you know, you're going up against some, like, foreign foreign power. Who speaks English?
1: Not this guy. (laughs) Not this
0: guy. Um... But no, he he's one of the goats as far as fighting goes. Yeah. Like he is literally one of the greatest of all time. Has been a, a dual champion because he went up and beat Bisping for the middleweight title as well before he retired. So you yeah, know, he held well the world weight for a very long time.
1: Actually, that kind of that kind of segues into something that I I was thinking about. I can't remember if we have spoken about this before, but um so I would say so fighting fighting is High risk, low reward mm-hmm. for the majority, right? It's not, th- yeah, th- right. Yeah, it's would that. And touched on watching something last night, and uh, and they had like um, carers for disabled. Right. The world needs those people. The right? carers. The carers. Yeah, the yeah. world needs carers. Mm-hmm. The world needs nurses. Mm-hmm. The wor- like it's such an like, amicable thing to do, Mm -hmm. society does not pay those people. Right. And and I wonder how, how do we get, how do we get to a, like, there are jobs out there that don't deserve the kind of money that they get. So society value, sorry, I want to say society is like the way people feel about stuff. What can I say is the market then decides what someone Mm -hmm. gets paid, right? Yeah. There's so many jobs out there that get paid way too much and provide little uh, uh, benefit to society. So give me an example. Uh, truck driver at the mines. Okay. Oh, no, like a machine operator in the mines, right? Right. It's not a highly skilled job. Mm-hmm. It's probably $160,000, $170,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Then you've got a nurse working split shifts or, um, you know, like half day, half night shifts. Yeah. I think they're probably on work. seventy grand. Like, let us know if you. Mm. Th- yeah, I but I think mean, it's like a lot element.
0: of those, like mine workers, they're at FIFO. They're a time away from their families. It's potentially more dangerous as far as a job goes working on those sites, like that. Like this is the. I guess... I'd
1: say it's more dangerous working in a hospital.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't know. Is it
1: pathogens? Yeah. Drug drug uh, addicts. Yeah. In. Like the the the. Um, I don't know what the stats are, that's just me. Like, uh, the, the mines are very safe. Like, you, you do a 45-minute bloody uh, uh, course, like, every day to make mm. sure that you know where the, you know... Yeah. You don't Yeah, go I'm there. not
0: saying that they're super dangerous jobs, but, like, you know, and again, you it's the economics of it, isn't it? It's like, you know, mining is a very profitable endeavour to take part in, so the trickle-down economics of that is to sell those really... Uh, lucrative resources you need to pay people good money to pull the ground.
1: yeah but our health sector is extremely profitable as well but there's a real there's, a, there's a massive disparity between
0: private's profitable obviously government-run stuff's not profitable
1: yeah of course of yeah. course um,
0: um and look I, I see what you're saying um it is it is a it is a tricky thing because
1: well how do we get there is my question so how do we get to a point where there's people that we genuinely 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 need yep which is which is nurses carers those types of people mm-hmm. and then there's there's people that like so that mining resource we just pull out of the ground and we sell it yep right so it's it's to build it's to build wealth well Scomo's,
0: ScoMo's now didn't didn't he I think rob rob sent me something where. He's looking at um, us actually refining it at home. So they're, they're, they've announced some project, I've got to actually look into it, I'm butchering this, but um, announced some project where they're actually looking at, instead of us, Like, cause again, what normally happens with our resources, we pull them out of the ground, send them to China, China refines them and then send we buy them back at a, at a more expensive yeah. price. Um, and obviously China uses a lot of it themselves. But it looks like um, Scomo is actually trying to set up a program where we can do a lot of refining at home. Mm-hmm. Um, which can keep it. And keep it here. But also, we can then sell the refined product overseas. Sure. So, which is going to be We fun. won't be able
1: to do it. Because economically, how can we compete when, if we're going to... The process of us doing it here will cost us five times what will cost China, China to do.
0: Yeah, well... Again, this is this is exactly what your problem is with every part of the economics at the moment. Is So, for example, the, with the nursing thing, the only way that you're going to be able to get nurses paid more money is if all the nurses refuse to work for the kind of money mm-hmm. they want. Mm-hmm. It's the only way. So, like you said, the market dictates the price of all of these things. Um, if all the nurses went on strike tomorrow, or even better yet, did it last year during the crisis... Mm. You know, we probably would have thrown more money at them, but again, they're too good a people to have actually done yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That you know,
1: like that—that that was the feeling that I got was that there is a there is an there's probably like a bit of an underworld in terms of uh, like money that's made in our society, right? Mm-hmm. So, and, and like you know, being in the crypto trading thing, there's a lot of people that are making significant amounts of money. Mm-hmm. That in an industry that I would say is still frown upon. Mm-hmm. So when you when you go and talk, when you tell people that you're trading on crypto markets, yeah, like it's this, oh, you know, yeah.
0: But even even that reaction to it is manufactured by the establishment.
1: Yeah, right? but for what benefit? Because I, to, I agree to, with
0: you to scare people away from going towards crypto uh, and away from the, the, the normal institutions.
1: There is a lot of that. I spoke to him. heaps. Of that. I, I ran into a guy that was that I went to school with. I um, haven't seen it for years and years and years and I told him that I'd started this and he's, he's like the fear in his eyes. He go, and his words, he goes, I'll be a wage haul for life yeah, because I need to know that that money's coming in every, every week. Mm. And, um, yeah, that's, that's been ingrained. Yeah. That's been ingrained in us that, that go and, go and get a gig Mm. That's safe and secure and yeah,
0: but what's that? What's that saying? It's the the poor people spend money, the middle class people save money, and the rich people invest, invest money. Yeah, um, and so we, we we're both listening to that same flagrant Two podcast mm. yesterday where they had a guy that was really interesting, really super interesting. But it also that actually put in perspective something that I've I've thought about for the last twelve, probably twelve to eighteen months, which is um, so you got to think. So, obviously, Bitcoin price has gone astronomically through the roof in the last 18 months. At the same time, uh, obviously, Australia has done JobKeeper, Mm -hmm. where we have just pumped out all this stimulus money. Mm -hmm. Where did all that money come from? We probably printed some, I would say. Uh, America, at the same time, trillions of dollars would have been printed in the last 12 months. So whilst people are like, oh, Bitcoin's just a speculative asset and it can come down just as fast as it goes up, Bitcoin hasn't gone up. The currencies that it's rated yeah. against have just gone down. Yeah. They've been devalued in that time. So as a store of wealth, Bitcoin is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but you're right. You you bring up like, you know, I, I have a few people that message me going like, oh, are you are you doing some like trading on crypto and stuff? Oh well, yeah, like just doing a little bit. Um, because it is a bit of a taboo subject because every, not every, but a lot of the established institutions like your banks, they're the ones who are circulating all the news stories, which are saying that, you know, it's dangerous or mm-hmm. it's used to buy drugs. I watched, um, on Netflix, they have a series called Explained. Have you seen that?
1: I've seen it listed. i have not watched it. Right.
0: So it's an interesting show because they're like 15 minute, um, movies or shows on certain subjects. Right. And the other night I watched the one that was on crypto and the episode had actually come out I think it was early 2019 it was pretty negative towards crypto and it mainly talked about things like the silk road and people using cryptocurrencies to buy drugs mm. and etc etc etc. But again, what people don't realize who don't know anything about crypto, is that crypto actually makes it way easier to track people
1: doing the wrong thing, because there's that ledger there that can never be... Well, I like what that guy said in that pod that we listened to, Mm. is that the, the drug trade, the total amount of money that was moved through the drug trade, is three times the size of Bitcoin's entire market cap. That's right. So people, sure you can say it, but the numbers do not support. That's right. So if, that's you, a...
0: if you were a government, you would really want people to go to crypto because then you can track everything. And like you were saying too, then you can get your tax paid in real time. Then you can get, one of the things that I thought was super interesting about it was um, was uh, paying your employees. Mm. Like, like using crypto, you could pay them every single day if you wanted to.
1: I had that idea like five years ago and mm. I wrote a whole business plan of how it would work. Mm-hmm. And because I had this vision, I thought that the future would be people wouldn't have a job for life. Yeah. People would just go and let's say that you're good at a particular thing, and you would basically freelance. And I wanted to try and create a digital marketplace for um, for your skills. Right. And and basically an app that would run your the payments. So let's say for example, let's just use a, an example that happens all the time. Your receptionist calls in C. Yep. Okay, so you need a receptionist quick. Mm-hmm. Well, you could go to your app, fire up. It's basically like a labor, a labor high thing. Yep. It's got their resume, digital resume right there. It shows that they're available for the day. They've woke up in the morning and said, yep, I'm, I'm yep. Ready, ready to work. Boom, can like push the go button, right? Gives you a map. Mm-hmm. You go there, you rock up, you start um, um, using the, the yep. thing. And then at the end of that day, the boss pushes the approve button and payment which was already pre-sorted um right so um and now now the technology's there Mm -hmm. uh i I, but like what started this conversation society does not want you to do that no the 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 majority of of society wants you to just go and get get in line get a job Mm -hmm. stick with it yeah right because that's the
0: safest thing to do yeah Right, and and again, like you you see this stuff permeated through through the media, but it comes from somewhere, which is they use fear to control people. Mm -hmm. So people are anti cryptocurrencies because they have had fear instilled in them through some some form of outside influence. Like like when cryptos were, were first becoming like mainstream, there was no positive press about it. Yeah. It was all. This is a bubble. You could lose all of your money. Like it's all the same stuff as the stock market. Stock yeah. market's exactly the same. Yeah. Like if you invest in the wrong stock, you could lose money. Yeah. You know. Um, like like me, I've invested in Afterpay and it's gone backwards. But
1: I think it'll come good again. Like I invested into Hertz and went to zero.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. that's yeah, that's an unfortunate one.
1: Yeah. Um, Centric Properties Group that went to zero as well. Yeah. I've had a few of them. <laughs> yeah, and,
0: but you've done really well out of crypto markets, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's the thing. Like, any, any of this stuff, um, it, it, like, they use fear to prevent the average person from even starting the research to look at potentially doing something. Yeah. You know, because if everyone's standing around the barbecue and 95% of people are going, oh, mate, no, that's a scam. Don't do that. People don't even go out home and do the research themselves. They just go, "Oh, all well, my friends think it's a scam," so I'm not going to do it. But then you get major institutions who are investing in it and making a lot of money out of it. Yeah.
1: So. But I can also give you another thing. Another byproduct of that is, of that full-time work. Mm-hmm. I'd be with a friend yesterday, mm-hmm. and um, he's been he he's been as engaged into into crypto for as many years as I have. Yep. But just small time. Mm-hmm. But he just said to me, I like, I can't even think about it because your job occupies so much of your yeah. mental capacity yep. and I felt exactly the same. Mm-hmm. My, Although I've been in since 2016, mm. I didn't do a lot of trading because I didn't have the yeah. mental capacity to yeah, do exactly. it. I sat on
0: it. I feel like I have been so much more productive as a human being in the last however many months I've not been working mm. than I was prior to that mm. because I was super productive at work before. Mm. But work is all I thought about. Yeah, I was not productive outside of work. Yeah, and I had all the excuses lined up in the right worked too many hours, blah blah blah. Um, but I I am so much more productive now as a human being than
1: I was when I was working. That's what I want to say. That's what I want to say to the people. So what's a practical, tangible thing that you can do? In in this regard, mm-hmm. next time you try and go for a promotion, don't ask for more money. Ask for a day off. Everywhere. Yeah. ask for a four day work week
0: yeah ask for better conditions ask for able to work
1: from home one day a week um, no I, I'm, I'm trying to free it because mm. I guarantee that if you're working full time if you're working a five day week or a six day week or, or, or whatever whatever sort of hours you're working if you cut that if you get that one extra day off mm. it is worth more than the money that you're going to get
0: absolutely absolutely um, and I you know like when I, you know, we've been talking about the weight loss stuff at the moment, mm. you know, there was a reason why I got so so out of shape. Yeah. Because all my focus was at work, all yeah. of it. Um, and it was blinding me to how unhealthy I was getting, mm. you know, because again, so tunnel vision focused on just working, I wasn't keeping track of all of the extra alcohol I was drinking, all of the extra fast food I was eating. Like I was just go, go, go. And it was... How can I, how can I, what can I do to survive today so I can get through and do tomorrow? You know, but now.
1: Like, it's like a stripper. What's a stripper that takes drugs? Yeah. They take drugs to, so they can.
0: Yeah, so they can, like, gives them be the, numbed so they can then the strip. strip for more money and then they end up spending that money on the drugs and it becomes a false economy.
1: But the world is like that. The normal work week is like that. That's right. Grind you into. And then, and then you, a lot of people that are making. So I know I've taken a pay cut. Mm-hmm. I've taken a pay cut only my own business, yeah. uh, but I don't feel the need. Like I'm more fulfilled because mm. the things that I can do, just just being able to have lunch with a friend. Yeah, she couldn't do before. Yeah, you right. know. Yeah. And when I was working the sixty-hour weeks, what would I do? I'd go and buy something ridiculous I didn't need, mm. but just just to have it right, just to to put it a reward carrot at the end okay yeah. i've worked so hard so i'm gonna buy myself a toy car yeah i've worked so hard i'm gonna i'm gonna get a uh, new watch or whatever, yeah. whatever whatever the thing may be um it's not that's the same effect
0: yeah again they're false economies and you're not <clears throat> like you said um you're not setting yourself up to a point where you can never stop working and, and that's that's a, that's a sad feeling like one of the things that we need to consider is that we we really need to be in control of our own destinies when it comes to mm-hmm. retirement because there's a there's a very real chance that by the time we get to retirement age that there's no money left for a pension and even the pensions dog shit anyway yeah. so if you're if you're relying on that money, like, that's not living. You're not living out your golden years. You're surviving your golden years. It's yeah, what's, you just it, enough money to survive on.
1: Yeah, I'm not interested in that. No. I'll, and I've, I've got countervisions in place. Like, yep. I've got, you know, properties that, that, that will pay me quadruple what the yep. pension would be. But the, what's the saying? If you work, if you're working, you're selling your time. Mm-hmm. If you're not investing any of that money, you'll do that forever. Yeah. And that's that's scary. Yeah. Whereas you can have like and, and the beauty of, you know, you you followed, you followed pretty closely my my um, investment journey. Mm-hmm. It it doesn't it doesn't take much to start. No, it takes a very small amount of money to start. And yeah. and poor people, this like poor people, mm-hmm. you're doing it to yourself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Invest, like YouTube is free. Yeah. Right. Watch the ads. Yeah. and get some advice for yeah. free yeah okay because you, there's stuff that you're doing you can do it yes you earn you don't know, earn a lot of money mm. you don't need a lot of money to start no right But the thing understand is, what commodity you do have yeah because you might you might have a low paying job but you might not work as many hours as someone else so you've, now you've got you've got time on your side you use that time invest yeah. and in that if time.
0: you have a low paying job and you work more hours than everyone else get a different job yeah like in Australia, minimum wage is actually pretty good. Yeah. But the thing is that again, this gets back to a, a regular theme that we're getting through all of these podcasts is personal responsibility. Mm. And and the problem is, if you if you're the sort of person who is sitting there going, my cards have been dealt to me, and that's why I'm where I'm at, and I can't change that because, like you know, this is, I was put in this position by external forces. That's the first step to you never changing anything. You're yeah, you're like. destined to fail. That's right. So you're... you're... Sorry, not
1: fail. You're destined to have what you've got. Yeah. And yeah. no more.
0: Exactly right. Um, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always have what you've always had. Yeah. Right? So you're right. Like you actually need to try to go, okay... What am I what can I do to improve my position? What can I invest in? Because the problem is you'll often see broke people who complain about not getting paid enough at work and this and that and the other. They've still got the latest iPhone, you know, they've still got nice clothes, they've still got Netflix, Stan, um, YouTube subscription, Foxtel, they still smoke cigarettes, they still drink booze, they still go out and party all, all weekend, they're still buying bags of Coke,
1: like I'll give you my back in my day story. Yeah. My back in my day story was when I I first started selling cars Mm -hmm. as a fully fledged consultant. Finished my cadetship. My cadetship went for 18 months, two years or whatever. And I started selling cars. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think at the time I was still living with mum and dad. Mm -hmm. And I got my group certificate and it was a good figure. Like it was way above what the, what normal people, like the average entry level job would have paid.
2: Yeah.
1: And I was so proud of myself and mum goes, yeah, but what do you got to show? I'm like, oh, I've got this sweet motorbike, mm. which I had finance on. Right. So I had nothing. And I said, okay, no, I'm going to get a property. Mm. So I made a concession, because you have to plan, right? Yep. I was spending an absorbent amount of money going night clubbing yep. on Fridays and Saturday nights. Mm-hmm. So all I said was, is I'm not going to go, well, I'm going to get it once a month. Mm. Not twice a week. Yeah. That's all I did. Yep. Right. Now, health wise, I was better. I started going to the gym. well <laughs> You know, yep. I was actually looking pretty good. And I got a house deposit in twelve months. Yeah. Like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I gave something up. Now everyone can. Yeah. Everyone. Everyone's got a little leak in their in their hull. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. So you just got to identify where the leak is. Mm-hmm. Patch that leak up, and then you you watch your wealth grow. Yeah. Um. And then, now, I, I don't want to say that property's not been the best thing for me. Mm-hmm. It's cost me a fortune that I've had it. It rents for a very high, I get a very good rental yield out of it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But you do, even though I have a property manager and the property manager's very good, you still have to stay on top of the property managers. Like, yeah. it's, I'm not saying property's not the thing for everyone, no. but it's something. And, something. Then, and then the idea being in 30 years' time, that whatever that rent is, that mm-hmm. becomes income. That's right. So, you find a, find a concession in yourself. Mm-hmm. And again, it was, it was all me. I wasn't waiting. I, I never said, oh, I'll just wait until my job pays me more. Because mm. give you the tip, once, <clears throat> by the time your job pays you more, you'll have some other expense that you hadn't factored in before.
0: Yeah, everyone, no matter how much money you earn, everyone can find a way to spend it.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure.
0: And again, a lot of people are like, <coughs> you know, oh, cool, I got a promotion at work. I'm going to go and celebrate by buying myself a more expensive car. Because yeah. to show my level of status, I'm going to buy a more expensive car. And guess what? Financing it, which means my financial repayments have gone up. So I need to now have that better job just to pay for my, my current expenditure. It's
1: my saying. My saying. I've coined it. I'm trying to get it to stick. So start using it around barbecues. Mm-hmm. Financial savviness is not sexy.
0: No, it's not.
1: And just understand that it's not sexy. No one gives a shit so about is my that, crypto So portfolio. is
0: that the mindset change that needs to happen? Financial savviness needs to become sexy.
1: Yeah, I have a plan around it.
0: Ah, yeah, you do too. Mm. We won't get into it. We won't get into it. Um, Billy, it's it's something that, um, you know, it is a, for me, uh, obviously, both our partners are teachers. Mm. It is a massive issue with particularly public schooling, is that they don't really teach you about finance and how Mm. economics really work. They're training you for a job. That's right. They're, They're training you to leave and go and work in a factory somewhere. Yeah. You know, whereas... Like, and I guess this is like for me as a parent, like one of the conversations I've had with Amanda, Amanda and I both come from backgrounds where investing wasn't really spoken about. Mm. And it is our responsibility as parents now to educate ourselves in these things so we can then educate Nate. Yeah. Because I refuse to go, well my parents didn't tell me about investing so therefore I'm not gonna invest. Yeah. You know, I refuse to do that. Like I'm not gonna, I'm gonna make Nate's life better than mine was by sure. helping him make smart decisions, and I'm going to force myself to educate myself on that. Yeah, um, and like our our share portfolio that we started last year is going extremely well. Mm. Uh, at the end of this month, we'll get our next dividend. I'm excited about it. Yeah, right? yeah. and again, these are only these,
1: passive income. You're passive, not doing anything.
0: That's right. I'm like it's it's the same money that I would have had sitting in the bank, whittling away to nothing as Australia prints more money, mm. which is now actually doing something for me. Mm. And and again, like. Um, I've only really looked into all of these things. Number one, having a child's pretty big life-changing experience, and it's made me very introspective over the last 12 months, and it's brought out all of my ugly faults. It's brought out some of the positive things that I can do too, but it's really made me go, okay, it's time to thrive. It's time for me to level up, and I need to do that. It's not just about me anymore. It's about my kid. And leaving my job was I mean like even even that, um I still have people like I will go to like a friend's birthday party or something like that and you'll be having a chat and it's like, oh like so what are you up to at the moment? And they're like, oh yeah, so working and doing this and that and I'm like, what about yeah I'm like oh yeah, I'm still doing the same home dad thing. You, you still get looks like Yeah. Huh? Like, you know, that's not that's not normal. Yeah. You know, what are you gonna do for money? And I'm like
1: You set like, yourself up in a way that it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. And
0: the other thing is like I don't need a lot of money. Yeah. Like that's the other thing I've come to realize. Cause like, like you were saying that you used to work really hard and then buy yourself a cool thing. Mm. I would work really hard, but all my stuff was consumption. I would buy alcohol, fast food, go yeah. out for fancy dinners. Like that was my thing. Um, cause I'm fortunate in that my mind's not wide in a way where I need stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the single is like 10 years old or something like yeah. that. Um. I don't need a lot of stuff. Like if I buy clothes, for example, it's usually workout gear, running shoes. You know, I, I, don't, I don't care about that stuff. Yeah. Like, And I'm fortunate that I don't, because I know a lot of people do. Um, and like you were saying, like back when you were younger and you, you started earning good money, like you are going out clubbing two nights a week and, and whatever, and that's before really social media was a big thing. Now you're looking at kids these days and you've got the cool kids out with their clubbing photos and their bottle service and, like, trying oh, to live yeah, up to this image, yeah. which they can't. Um, and that's why you've seen so many, like, fake, like, Instagram... Like, you know how you can go and, like, you can pay money to go to, like, a set where you're on a plane and shit now? Like, have you seen yeah. that stuff? So it's, so it's so superficial, and that sort of stuff, that if you're tuned into that and you look at that and you get that fear of missing out... That's the sort of stuff that's going to keep you a slave to money forever.
1: Well, there you go. There's, there's. Okay, so there's two tips. Tip number one is you utilize YouTube to train yourself for free in yep. something that you're deficient in. Mm-hmm. Number two is is that that negative influence that you're getting from social media. Yeah. Get out of it. Yeah. Get out of it. Yeah. So there is lots of that, and that is not something that I had to deal with. You're right. I, I exactly,
0: and it's. I think it's really tough on kids. Yeah.
1: Um. And, and it, it, because. Just because of the number. So if you had, if you had fr- like a vast amount of real friends, you would have the same feeling. But yep. most people don't. Most people have one, two, three, ten friends. Yep. And you might have one or two or three circles of friends, mm. right? Three are probably a max. You know, you might have your close school friends, your work friends, mm. and you know, if if you're if you're really outgoing, you might have like a sports team group mm. of friends or whatever and then you, you know you really compare from those three mm. so so when you are on social media and you now have you know 500 people that you're following on that mm-hmm. and now they're all showing you the good stuff that they're doing mm-hmm. now it might only be one one person's on holidays mm. but now you're you're going oh i wish i was on a holiday yeah and you've got five hundred opportunities for that to, to happen? Yeah. And the thing is it's not
0: even the five hundred people that you follow, but if you're on an Instagram, you go on the search function and you just scroll through the search feed and they they throw up stuff to you from people that are similar to people that you already follow, and then you see what they're doing, and you see the access of the world and you go, like, I want that. Yeah. Um So look, this is so getting back to what you were saying before right at the beginning, about how do we as a society value positions Mm -hmm. in society that we really truly need, we've got to all change our mindsets on what's important to us. Yeah. Um, Like, I I can't remember if I said on the podcast last week, but one of the things that stood out to me about um, what was happening on mainstream media a week ago was you had the news headlines. And the first headline was about the Women's March. Sure. Um... The second headline was about Christian Porter suing the ABC right. for defamation, and then the third one was about uh, the Grammys were on. So we're going to dissect the best and the worst rest of the Grammys. Yeah. So how can you how can you even be championing that as a news story after talking about the women's march? Yeah. Like you're literally talking like the the women's march was about trying to get equality and and protection and just the basic human rights that everyone should be. Um, should content. have in our society in Australia. Yes. That's what that was about. And then put up in lights with the same thing. You don't know, judge people on their appearance at the Grammys. like. And again, any of you out there who was interested in that news story, you're a fucking idiot. Like, why should you care? Yeah. It is just pageantry. Like,
1: and it's not for the men either. Like, this is not a male construct. No. Men are wearing the same thing. Yeah, they're wearing a suit. That Carl Stefano, I was thinking about that Yeah, in the that was So massive. if you don't know... There was this, this has been in the news before. Yeah. And uh, women on the Today Show, or some of the hosts on the Today Show, were getting criticized for what they're wearing. Mm. You know, someone would say in the comments, Oh, you wore that blue dress, you know, on Monday, now it's Thursday, and you're wearing it again. Yeah. And as a silent protest, it, it is a genius, genius. He needs more credit for this. Yeah. Carl Stefanovic wore the same suit every day for a year. Yeah. And nobody noticed. No one said shit. I think he was three days off to get a dry clean because it was getting rank. Yeah. You know, yeah. But no one said anything. That's right. So we've built that construct around a wipe and, and we're putting this pressure on women that is it, stupid. Mm. It is ridiculous. And you, and now, when you were outraged by reading that contradictory statement on the news, I'm not surprised by it because I know that that's how you sell, right? You you, mm. you sell you sell your headlines. Right? Yeah, yeah. But you're right. As a society, we need to take responsibility for that and go and, right. and say, hold on, I'm not going to put any more value into this. I'm not, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll enjoy the movie. I don't think someone necessarily needs, that millionaire does not need a, 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 a televised award show. Have you, like no one watched our salespeople one? No. That wasn't televised, you know. No. I've won awards.
0: You've won awards, yeah. but even no like, one cares. I, don't, I don't mind if they have an awards show because, again, like you know, music, for example, is something that is international and everyone listens to it, and you know, quite rightfully so. People who do really well in their fields, they should be celebrated. I'm okay with that. But again, if you had, um, if you had a Nobel Peace Prize winner, for example, and I don't, I don't know, and again, maybe I, I could be wrong here put it in the comments if I am, Uh, I'm sure that when a woman wins the Nobel Peace Prize, that ABC News isn't going, oh, can't believe she wore this in her acceptance speech. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's a different thing, right? So we're basically saying that with artists, because they put themselves out there every single day, we are not only rating their music or their artwork, we have to rate them as, as how they present themselves and as human beings. So anyone who puts so much stock in what people look like you you're sort of adding to the problem, yeah, right? Yeah. So, uh, like, if you if you we're don't, supposed
1: to be moving away from that.
0: That's right. We're supposed to be leveling up as a culture. Um, and the thing is, things like the fashion industry, for example, they are one of the most insidious sales. Um, uh, exploitative. Exploitative. Uh,
1: Slaves driving on the planet. Yeah. So
0: so what do what do they do? Not only do they yeah employ people from. Third world countries at less than, uh, you know, less than nothing wages mm. to make these clothes. They sell them to you for over the price. Not only that, like funny how every season the fashion changes and the media comes out and tells you that, what, you bought three months ago. Shit, go and buy this yeah. new thing to get you into that FOMO thing where you need to have it to fit in. Yep. So. Give been a bit of waste. yeah Yep. The yeah, the waste thing is massive yeah. as well. Like, um, I can't remember what I was watching but I think it was the Chaser's war and everything, but they were talking about the amount of waste that comes from people's disposable clothing. Because now clothing's so cheap, yeah. People just throw it out all the time. So there's huge amounts of waste. Um so it's an environmental issue. And like the the irony of these people showing up at like some prestigious fashion awards show in in Paris Where they're like, oh, we're anti-fur. Look how good we are as people because we're anti-fur. Like, it's a disgusting industry. But people champion that industry. Mm. You know, we need to look at that stuff and go, what is this designed to do? It's designed to sell your product. It is designed to make you feel worse about yourself so that you go and buy their thing because that's what's going to make you feel better. Yeah, It's just sales. And the thing is, that's how people get trapped in working jobs they don't like for their entire lives and they can never financially get themselves ahead. I freaked out when I left my job. Like, I was earning good money and I was going from earning good money to no money.
2: Mm.
0: And we were going from being a dual-income household to a single-income household that has then had a child brought into it. So there was a big part of me that was, like, freaking out, going, like, oh, we're going to just, like, barrel through our savings, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. But then it's like, so I, I've got Nate in daycare, right? And Nate's in daycare two days a week. And it's just good for him because good for socialization. They, do, they learn heaps of stuff. Mm. He really enjoys it there. It's also good for me because it gives me a break, but also lets me do stuff around the house, mm. um, projects and stuff like that, which again, normally I'd pay someone else sure. to do because I don't have time. Um, but I can do those things. Um, but then you look at daycare and you go, it's a false economy. So I'm not working and because of the income that Amanda and I make as a family, we get the childcare subsidy. And the childcare subsidy subsidizes about 75% of our, of our daily um, rate. Yeah. Now the thing is, the more you work, the less subsidy you get. So the yeah. more money you make, the less subsidy you get. The, the childcare center that we send them to is $105 a day total. And we pay about 25 bucks a day yeah. to send him there. If I worked full-time, let's say five days a week, I would get paid zero childcare subsidy, and I'll be sending Nate five days a week, yeah. which is $525 just on daycare. Now, you look at the economics of that. With the taxation system, it's not $505 I need to earn to be able to send him to daycare. Yeah. It's $1,000 because after tax, then I've got $505 yeah. to be able to send Nate to daycare. I don't know too many jobs where you just roll in and earn $1,000 a week. Yeah. And then you go, well, what's the point? I need to be earning $1,500 a week to actually make it yeah, worthwhile. Cream on top. That's right. Because again, like you were saying before, there's got to be a sacrifice somewhere. So now I'm sacrificing time with my son for money. Okay, well, now there's got to be a big, like, it's got to be worth it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So again, I've done those maths and I'm like, it ain't worth it.
1: Yeah, your, and look, everyone's case is different. But take stock of what take stock of what is important to you and whether you can make shifts. But but a lot of these people a lot of you guys that are out there working full time,
2: mm-hmm.
1: when it comes to promotion time, I'm telling you, you will be miles ahead in life mm. if you get time. If yeah. you buy yourself some time.
0: But also, if you're wherever you are now, if you can start investing now, mm. you're actually buying yourself time by doing that. Yeah. Right and like
1: uh, you can start with a hundred dollars. Yeah. On the ASX, you can start with you have to start with five hundred. Just just so, just so people know, if you if you yeah. want to invest in Australian stock, the first trade has to be at least five hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, but if you want to start in, in crypto, uh, you can start with fifty bucks. Yeah. Just start.
2: Mm.
0: And, and and that's the thing. And so just with crypto, if you buy into it, if it goes backwards, don't sell. It. Just hold on to it. Because and obviously buy into the establishment once, but. Again, go on YouTube
1: and educate yourself mm. in, in how the crypto market. Educate works. yourself. It's free. It's yeah. free. There's yeah. a, a wealth of, of knowledge out there for free. That's right. You don't anyone that's trying to sell you something, just say no. You don't need it. Yep. Yeah. You don't need a course. You don't need credentials. You need knowledge. That's you need right. the knowledge. And you're gonna the knowledge that you're gonna get off YouTube, mm-hmm. right? And then you're going to play it out in don't do anything until it makes sense to you. Yep. Yeah. And once it makes sense to you, just start teaching yourself and then you'll start you, you'll, you'll go deeper and deeper into specific subjects mm-hmm. you don't need someone else to tell you how to do it you don't you need don't. to pay anyone to tell you how to do it you can do it yourself
0: yeah and, and again because unfortunately with the way that a capitalist society is set up oftentimes like if you go like a financial advisor for example oftentimes they're not they're not just trying to teach you everything that you need to do so you can get it all done in one session then you don't need them anymore they need you to come back and keep giving them money because that's what their business is.
1: Mate, I spoke to them. I spoke to. I interviewed five. They're worth less than I was. Yeah. And I was 25 years old. Yeah. No. Nah. Yeah. No. Nah, you don't need it. You don't need it.
0: Nah, and, and that's the thing. Yeah, like YouTube. There is so much knowledge out there for any, any matter of subjects now. Unless you're actually trying to get into it as a job, you need a piece of paper to say that you know about the subject. Like there's no point in paying for courses or anything like nah. that because all the information is already out there. That's it. Use what's out there. Um, but the key is to start. And and again, like getting back to the original crux of your question, we as a society actually need to figure out what we stand for, what we're moving past, what we don't. And we need to be consistent on mm. these things. Because if you want actual change, you can't just apply the change when it suits you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right? So we need to be consistent across everything. Um, and again, if you're if you're in a position where you feel like you're undervalued, Tell your boss, you know, I feel undervalued and show evidence and yeah. do all the things that you need to do. And again, maybe when you're feeling undervalued, come to a compromise with your boss where you're not asking for more money, you're asking for more time. Mm. And then use that
1: time for something <clears throat> good. Build something outside.
0: Yeah. Bit like take take personal responsibility to actually build the life that you want rather than having it dictated to you by all because there's so many external forces working against us every single day. Yeah, there's you know there's social media, but there's there's traditional advertising like um, the like if you did a marketing degree you would know that certain colors mean certain things. Mm. So that's why certain brands have certain colors um, to elicit certain psychological responses from us. Like there are people doing so much study into these things to to get you to do something, you need to actually do a little bit of study into that stuff yourself and try and stop falling victim to it yes. all the time.
1: Yeah, um, be the master ground debate.
0: Absolutely. One hundred percent. Alright. Alright, that's about it. Thank you very much for joining us guys. We'll see you next Audio.